0: Hello and welcome to this week's Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm Selectabet and as ever I'm joined by racing expert Paul Gallagher, who's better known as The Voice of Value. Hi Paul, how's things in the sunny Isle of Man? Yeah, great, thank
1: you. Looking forward to another um, exciting day of racing.
0: Yeah, it should be a busy one. Nine races on ITV on Saturday, so plenty to get through in the podcast this week.
1: Yeah we've got, uh, we're at that point the crossover between the flat racing sort of finishing up and the jumps racing really kicking into gear so there's a mixture of jumps and flat so you just got to get your head around the two different codes as it were.
0: Should make for an exciting day though.
1: Yeah brilliant back and forth from Cheltenham to Newbury and Doncaster should be good fun yeah and if it's peeing it down as it is just now um, I think it'll just be get the feet up and get the TV on.
0: Get the fire on more like. Exactly yeah. (laughs) Okay, before we start, a quick look at last week's uh, tips, and we managed another sixteen to one winner. That's two weeks in a row. So fair play to you.
1: Yeah, going well. Um, the numbers are pretty impressive. I actually, sat down and worked them out earlier on for the first three weeks since we started the podcast, and we're uh, we're in pretty positive shape. Um, yeah, that was at Gulliver, or the you know, Escobar last week, wasn't it, in Gulliver, yeah, week Gulliver before, week before, vice versa,
0: yeah,
1: Yeah. Um, so 2 16 to 16-1 winners, which is nice, and we've got a few other winners dotted around as well, smaller prices, and then we've got a couple of bigger prices hitting the frame, which is nice from an each-way perspective as well, so right, it's going very well.
0: So you had sent me some stats through, and you reckon it's a, an ROI of 59% in the last three weeks to a staking plan that you've suggested on Mr steps Tips, yeah. Um, and our level yeah, one, that's, level one pound stakes had ninety six percent ROI profit of forty point five
1: points. Yeah, it's a pretty impressive, um, pretty impressive return. Um, and funnily enough, the the return on the uh, if you were actually ignored my staking plan and went level stakes would actually be higher. It's about a ninety six percent return, which is massive. Most of the sort of. You know, the top racing post tipsters and things like that will be working somewhere in about 20 25% return on investment. So that's pretty uh, pretty impressive. Of course, we're working with a fairly small sample size after three weeks, but um, yeah,
0: no complaints at all. And we had been speaking kind of before the podcast about staking plans, and that was something you just wanted to touch on very briefly and how they can be the difference between profit and loss, even if you are picking winners week in, week out.
1: Yeah, that's it. It's something um, I wasn't really aware of when I first started out, um, particularly in horse racing, because in football, all your prices are fairly contracted, you know, you're not often looking at a 50 to 1 shot or, um, you know, 33 to 1, things like that. Whereas in racing, you can go from sort of even money bets all the way up to, you know, the big daft prices. So it's important to work out, well, I'm not just putting £1 on the evens and I'm putting £1 on at 50 to 1. Um, you have to try and balance your stakes and put a little bit more on the shorter prices, and then you don't need to put quite so much on the higher prices, obviously, because you're getting rewarded with the the bigger
0: return on it. And is there a rule of thumb that you work towards in terms of how many points are, are they all tied into the odds, effectively?
1: Yeah, what I'm trying to do... There, there's a, there's a, without be, being too nerdy about it, or there's a statistical um, sort of theory called the Kelly criterion, named after a guy called Kelly, um, which sort of sets out how you should try and stake your selections to achieve the best optimal outcome. So if people want to go and read up on that, just Google Kelly criterion, um, and you'll you'll find you'll find plenty of information about it. But basically, what it tries to do is. Aim to get roughly the same return from a bet. So you're actually right. working backwards and saying, right, if I want to win 100 pounds from this, how much um, do need to put on? If it's a 91 shot, I need to put a on. Yeah. If it's an even money shot, I want to put 50 quid on to, to win 50 quid. Um, if I want to make profit of 100, I'm putting on 100. You know, So you can see your your stakes are vastly different. Um, what I tend to do is use a sort of amalgam of that and kind of contract it in a wee bit. Um, so I'll have um, higher staking for shorter prices. So if I'm down in the 5 to 2, 3 to 1 range, I'll maybe have four or five, maybe six points for the win. And then if it goes up to 20 to one, that'll usually be like a one point each way. Um, and it, as it goes higher, sometimes it'll go half a point each way, you know, particularly for 33s, 40s, 50 to one, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I'd imagine most people have their own version of this Kelly criterion without really realising it. I think probably most, That's it. most punters kind of bet in that respect and they're not going to put the same stake on a one to two shot that they are a 50 to one shot, so... Well, there's whatever. a element of
1: logic about it, um, you know, and and then
0: you've got to, you've got to take into account each way.
1: Obviously, you know, you're kind of you're putting double the stake on if you're if you're taking it each way of price.
0: Okay, but definitely worth a wee look at that Kelly Cryte, and if you just want to kind of tighten up on your staking plan.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think once you once you realise, um, or once you work out rather, you know, a solid staking plan that you're comfortable with, um, you don't worry too much about saying, oh God, that's that. Escobar when it's sixteen to one. I wish I'd stuck an extra tenner on it. Yeah. Um, or you know, you come back and you, you, you maybe only put the fiver on the nose on a, an even money shot. You go, oh, only won a fiver. Um, you know, so it, it's about what, finding out what you're comfortable with, and of course, as always, it's about finding out what you're comfortable losing, and making sure that you're not staking more than you're happy to lose uh, on any given day or any given
0: week. Okay, so. With that in mind, let's crack on with this week's tips. And as we said earlier, eh, nine races from Doncaster, Cheltenham and Newbury are on TV on Saturday. And the first is from Doncaster. Nice little six furlong long, eight running. And who do you fancy in this one? Yeah, there's
1: um, there's actually a couple that I quite fancied in this. Um and I think Troubadour's a fairly, fairly decent favourite, just about the right price, about 3 to 1. Um, and there's a, quite an interesting runner, Flaming Princess, um, which is quite a big price, um, about 7 to 1, the last I checked. The problem with that one is um, whether she wants the soft ground. She's, she's not untested on soft ground, so it's a bit of a question mark. Um so I'm passing her over, and the one that I think is really good value is Aberama Gold uh, for Keith O'Gleish,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who trains it, and it's ridden by Shane Gray on Saturday. Um, really solid form. Um, won a listed race at York the last time, which was also in soft ground over the same distance as this. Um, that'll, that'll stand her in good stead for this one today, and I think that... Um, Sorry, I'm saying she, is a, it's a colt, but it'll stand him in good stead today. Uh, and I think that's a pretty solid bet to get us off to a good start, uh, about 5-1 to one at the moment.
0: Yeah, 5-1 yeah. across the board by the looks of it, which is a fairly decent price when there's eight runners uh, from an each-way point of view.
1: Yeah, that's it. I mean, if people want to protect their stake by... Um, Going, if I go if I tend to find I'm I'm quite cautious like that. If I'm if I'm confident that a runner is going to be there or thereabouts, you know, all the conditions are there to suit. I will quite often, if even if it's as short as sometimes nine to two, four to one, even, will go each way just to kind of protect my stake. If it's a sort of a shot to nothing and I'm not sure but I think it's good value, I'll just go win. So it's it's up to each individual. Um, on this one I'm just gonna go win because it's it's five to one and um I think that's probably just about the right price for the win for me. But, yeah, different people could go different ways.
0: Okay, so Aberama Gold in the 145 at Doncaster to get it started. That's it. Okay, next up is the 2 o'clock at Cheltenham. Big field in this one, 20 running. Um, Stick a pin in it.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna be fairly cautious with all the races at Cheltenham for Saturday. Um I do have some selections, but it's because it's the start of the season, there's so many question marks about horses coming back from a long layoff, um horses that have maybe been running over the summer and now it's they're coming out of the winter the well, the autumn winter with the good quality horses coming back. Are these summer jumpers as good as the the ones that have been that have been uh, left for the winter? So I'm being cautious, but there were a couple that jumped out at me at at decent prices. Um, I thought Captain Chaos looked looked decent. It had a run already, um, and it looks to be on a a, a decent handicap mark, although last time out it wasn't great, but you're hoping that having had a run it'll be ready to rock this time. But the one that I'm going to tip is a horse called Rocky's Treasure. And you're getting double figure prices about that one. Um, I think the last I checked, it was 11 to one where, and you're getting five places in this race as well. So take advantage quite a few bookies doing that, like Betfred, Oil Sports, and I think Sky are all going um, five places. And yeah, Rocky's Treasure, uh, pretty consistent horse, which is important at this time of the season when you're not really sure how horses are going to run. And crucially, um, it's got pretty decent form going fresh. So, first time out after a long break, um, it's got good form. So, I think that's the one that, you know, the sort of safe option, as it were, in the race for me. So, it'll probably be a one point each way bet on Rocky's Treasure, 11
0: to 1. In terms of these races at Cheltenham tomorrow, are they early, early indicators ahead of the festival, or is it too early to, to be starting putting horses into your black book for then?
1: They can be. Yeah. I mean, certainly you're looking for um, horses that will run well at Cheltenham. It's, it's quite an idiosyncratic course with the dips um, and, you know, the way it's set out. So course form really important. You know, what, if a horse wins today, is it certain, a certainty to run well at the festival in six months time? No, but it's it's great form in the book, you know, um, and it's, it's definitely something to look out for.
0: Okay, so the two o'clock at Cheltenham, it's Rocky's Treasure and each way bet and I'm seeing it at about 11 to 1. Yep. Next, we're going to Newbury for the 2.20 and there's a horse in there that you fancy that we tipped and won three weeks ago on that loves the mud and it's Mirando.
1: That's right, it won for us um, on our, our inaugural podcast three weeks ago. Um, Mirando, uh, I said at the time, you know... That it would be suited by the soft ground um, on that occasion and the same is true here, it's actually heavy ground at Newbury for Saturdays Racing so it's definitely something to take consideration of if you've got horses there that haven't run on it before or have run on it and, and are pretty um, dodgy on the ground um, the, the other two I think that, are, that would run in the closest um, are Royal Line who, who ran pretty well on soft um, previously at uh, Doncaster uh, last year and also had a, a pretty solid run last time out behind Kew Gardens and Um But I think Mirando's far more suited to this type of ground. The other one's Young Rascal for for William Haggis and it's a course and distance winner who also likes the softer ground. But for me is just a little bit behind Mirando in terms of class, so probably siding with Mirando at the prices. I thought actually thought Mirando would be a good bit shorter than this. We're getting five to two at the moment.
0: That mm-hmm. just looks like excellent value. So a straight up win bet for me. Okay, hopefully Mirando can do the business again. Next up it's the two hundred thirty five at Cheltenham. It's a two mile hurdle. Um many of have got nine in this and it looks a fairly open race.
1: Yeah, there's a nice each-way shape to this as well. I think there's um, two or three that you can just sort of discount as not, not being quite good enough for it. Um, there's a couple of horses um, in this that raced at the festival last year, um, one of which is Keldestan. Um And the other one that I quite like, who um, I think is just about enough to justify an each-way bet, is Nelson River. Um, Nelson River finished, I think it was fourth in the uh, at the Chelt- the festival, kind of a bit of a surprise in the, the Triumph hurdle. And goes again here, um, beat Keldestan that day, who was actually um, the horse that I fancied for that race or one of. Um, but I think it's too big a price for this one. Um, Nelson Rivers had a run this season, um, obviously good form at Cheltenham and I think it's a you know, pretty solid bet. Um, is looks like going off favourite, ran really well last time um, but now it's just a bit too short for me um, betting wise um, and I think probably wants um, quite soft ground, I should say that um, although Newbury, uh, sorry, yeah, Newbury and Doncaster are, are soft and heavy, um, Cheltenham actually looks like it's currently good to soft ground so unless the rain really has an impact, um, it might actually be um, a little bit better ground than, than you would imagine
0: Okay, so Nelson River and that one and each way t- around about the to 2 price? That's it, yeah. I think Ladbrokes and Hills are
1: 7 to one 13 to 2 at the moment. So that's, uh, that's the each way bet for me.
0: Okay, and then we're off to Newbury again for the 250, 7 for long Cancom Stakes.
1: Yeah, this is another really interesting race. Um, it's for um, two-year-olds, so you're, you don't have tons and tons of form to go on. And again, it's going to be heavy ground, so you really need to be conscious of that. There's a quite a short price favourite here, which is Ken Ross for Rafe Beckett and um, Harry Bentley. But it's only had one run, and that was in good to soft ground. So it'll be very different conditions, and I can't be backing a horse at that price, six to five at the moment, just off the back of one run, which was reasonably impressive. Um, but I think there's more value to be had elsewhere. And the one I'm going for is a year of the tiger, which is, uh, it was five to one the last I checked, but I see now it's actually jumped up to 11 to two with Hills and one or two others. So it's almost an each-way price as well. Um, We're actually starting to see a nice week each-way lucky 15 or something building up here. But um, I I think I'll probably just tip it as a win bet, um, given the prices. Um, uh, The unusual sight of Frankie the Tory riding for Aidan O'Brien. I think the reason for that being that Ryan Moore will be across in in the States for the Breeders' Cup, which I think is this weekend, so he's not available. Um so Year of the Tiger I think looks like really good value. Um, ran P- Pinatubo, well didn't run it close, but ran well against Pinatubo um last time out, wasn't beaten that far. So this is a, a much um easier race by comparison and I think should go pretty close, eleven to two.
0: Okay, so we're taking on the short price favourite on that one, which is King Ross, and going with Frankie's Mount, which is year over the Tiger in the 250 at Newbury. Okay, next we're off to Cheltenham again um, for the 310. It's the Randolphs Health Handicap Chase, and there's a couple in here that you quite like.
1: Yeah, I quite like the shape of this race when I was looking through it. I was surprised when I checked the prices that St. Calvados was, um, to be fair, I checked that. Um, on Friday morning, just before most of the firms had opened up um, with Saturday's prices. And there was some nine to one about St. Calvados. Now it's not much use for the listeners now because (laughs) Uh it's six to one. And I promise it was nothing to do with me that it's shortened in, but uh, I still think six to one is a cracking price for St. Calvados. Um, Goes well fresh um, enjoys a front running. um, The distance is perfect. Um, and jump you know just lead out jump well and just think really solid a really solid bet against the field the alternative at a massive price is a horse that um, people might be familiar with a horse called vanatu and um, it's now a 10 year old so getting on a fair bit but it's come down in the weights considerably, and had a win a couple of weeks ago or well it's actually more than that now about five or six weeks ago over in France in a chase so it still has a bit of um, ability retained Um, and I just think as an each-way shot and I think a 25-1 to that's worth a small each-way bet on that
0: Yeah you've done pretty well with each-way bets in the last couple of weeks some big prices so certainly wouldn't be doing any tip that you give us upwards of 25-1 to for a place in some of these races
1: yeah, that's it. I mean, if, you know, as I, say, as I said, sort of touched on earlier when we were talking about staking, if it's a 25 to one shot, you don't have to put the fortunes on um, to get something back. And if it runs into a place, happy days, you know, yeah. and it gives you a wee interest in the race.
0: Indeed. OK, so the next race is the 3.25 at Doncaster. And I think this looks like a wee kind of trappy race, does it?
1: Yeah. Um, I'm not going to have a bet in on this one. It's actually the sort of highlight race of the day in terms of the, the ITV coverage. Um It's what used to be called the Racing Post Trophy, but it's the, the, so listeners might recognise it from that. The sponsorship's changed now to Vertum Futurity, which I must admit, I don't know what that is, perhaps an investment firm or something. But um, the problem here is that of the runners that are remaining, and I think there are now seven left, six of them are trained by Aidan O'Brien, and that just immediately puts me off, you know, because, well, first of all, I know that, Aidan O'Brien and his connections know a hell of a lot more about the race now than I do. Yep. You know they'll, they'll know what's happening at home, who's running well and who, who's likely to win. But even then you can't say, oh well, if the favourite will certainly win because from time to time you'll see Aidan O'Brien have multiple runners and it's uh, the outsider that, that wins the race. So it's not one that I'm going to get involved with. The favourite is Mogul and it's now trading at about 8 to 15, 4 to 7 places like that. So it's too short for me. And uh, we'll give the race a body's worth.
0: Yeah, we'll just leave the betting to Aidan O'Brien and his connections, I think. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) his
1: his boys, the lads, as he calls them, who are uh, the the group of guys that that own most of the horses that he trains. And uh, they're not afraid to get stuck in at 8-15, to so I will leave that to them.
0: Okay, on to the 3.45 at Cheltenham. It's the last race from Cheltenham on ITV and... We have got thirteen runners.
1: Yeah, this is actually this is quite an interesting race as well. Um, it's the sort of long distance hurdle type um, race, uh, similar to what used to be called the World Hurdle at the festival, um, and it's now called the uh, I forgot what they call it now, but anyway, it's the the the, the three mile hurdle race. Um, so there's actually a few horses in here that would have been running in that in the past or been been quoted for it favourite is a horse called To Be Fair um, who's now won quite nicely in April but it's now too high a handicap mark for me to get involved with. Um, Another horse called I Right caught the eye and a horse called Never Been to Paris who I think is an improver it's only a four-year-old so certainly keep an eye on that but the one I'm going to tip is a horse called Sunset Showdown it's owned by JP McManus Trained by Rebecca Curtis and ridden by Aidan Coleman, and it's in cracking form. Now, this is one of these ones where you could say, "Well, look, is this one that's just been running nicely over the over the summer and into the autumn, and it's going to be outclassed by better horses?" Um, you know, now that it's uh, it's getting into the real meaty part of the the jump season but it looked a pretty classy horse to me and I think it's probably got a bit of improvement to come, hasn't gone massively up in the weights so I think there's still still an opportunity there and you're getting a double figure price so I'm going to have a a bit of that each way about 11-1 to I think is available just now, Sunset Showdown
0: Looking at the odds grid, um, we can actually see that it's as short as 17 to 2 in places, but as big as 14 to 1 currently at bet 365, 888 sport, race bets, and black type. So it looks like. Get, get on that price. Oh, that yeah, absolutely. Can.
1: And yeah, if you can grab a bit of 14 to 1 take it, and uh, I think there's some firms offering four places in that race as well. Um, I noticed earlier, so yeah, definitely um, probably want to pick up the value on early on because if it is one that JP McManus fancies, um, he's known to enjoy a little flutter himself, so it could end up being backed right in.
0: And obviously, the fact that you've now tipped it will mean there'll be a whole way that money. Coming in for it Saturday morning, so get on the price just now. That's it, the man in form. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the last race of the day is four o'clock at Doncaster, and again looks quite a wide open race. Nineteen running. Where did you start here? Yeah, this is a peach. Um, it's a one of these sort of. <laughs> sprint
1: handicaps on soft to heavy ground, uh, I'm just noticing as I go through here, um, the, the going has changed at Doncaster since we've, been, since we've started recording the podcast it's gone from soft to heavy so yeah, it's definitely something to bear in mind um, horses that like the mud are, are, are to be focused on, so that's where I'm, when I'm looking at a race like this, that's one of the first things I look at um, who doesn't like the soft ground, who's got very little chance of winning this, um, sort of start to exclude them that way, who's got poor recent form, sprinters are very streaky types and more so than than national hunt horses or or sort of middle distance flat horses Um, you know when sprinters are in form it it can often pay to stick with them so I'm looking who's in form who likes soft ground um, and who's got perhaps course and distance form here ideally Um, and the ones that I thought were pretty good value um, in no particular order Danzino looked really good value um, possibly Savalas although there's a question mark over the ground ran okay on soft last time but now it's turned heavy maybe give that one a miss and there's two that I'm going to actually back uh, the first of those is a horse called Fairy Stories which is rapidly improving um, it's won three races in a row but as I say you know if you get these sprinters when they're in form sometimes wait is not a massive issue. So as they go up the handicap, they can still continue to win. Um, Won on heavy last time out, so that's a huge plus. Um, So I think Fairy Stories is worth an each way bet. And the second one that I like, which is currently 16 to one, is four wheel drive, which is an appropriate name for it. Oh, heavy ground.
0: Yeah, it's, um, a, it's a headline writer stream that
1: I'll is. definitely be working that <laughs> pun into my or working into the column on mrfixits tips no doubt about it. Um yeah, I think that one um is probably my headline tip, if you pardon the pun. Uh, good, solid, recent form, um and enjoys the soft ground, shouldn't be a, an issue. And as a three-year-old, as is is, uh, Fairy Stories, in fact, so I'm looking at, you know, younger horses that have got potential improvement in them and uh, two decent each-way shouts against a pretty big field. And you're getting five places with most bookies, so take advantage of that as well.
0: Okay, got there on the end. Nine races covered, Um, plenty of tips in there. Can you just recap from start to finish uh, the tips that you've got for us for Saturday then?
1: I can indeed, deep breath. Um, 145 Doncaster, Aberama Gold, uh, five to one. That's a win bet. Two o'clock at Cheltenham, Rockies Treasure, 11 to one each way and you'll get five places with a few of the bookies, so take advantage. Mirando in the 225 at Newbury and that's a win bet, five to two. um, Various bookies offering that just now. 235 at Cheltenham, Nelson River, 13 to two each way. 2.50 at Newbury, Year of the Tiger, 11 to 2 each way if you want. Um, I'll probably just be back in it to win, uh, but maybe one for the each way lucky 15s. The 3.10 at Cheltenham, I've got two in this race, taking liberties. I'm going for St Calvados, which is currently 6 to 1, and Vanatu, which is 25 to 1 across the board. The 3.25... Doncaster No Bet, as discussed earlier. 3:45 at Cheltenham, Sunset Showdown, 11 to one each way again for that. Four o'clock at Doncaster again. I'm going for two in this, but there are I think, 19 runners, so there's no shame in, in having two at big prices. They are four-wheel drive, 16
0: to one, and Fairy Stories at 12 to one. Good stuff. Hopefully, people can get on those odds fairly early before. The prices disappear uh, come Saturday. As ever, if you want to follow Paul on Twitter, you can do so at The Voice of Value. You can also follow the Gambler account at Gambler Tips. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on iTunes for us. That would be really appreciated. Uh, huge thanks to l Barnsey who left the latest positive review for us. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I'll be back next Wednesday night with Greg for a look at the weekend's football. If you've not already caught this week's football podcast then make sure you do, you can get it on the usual channels, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on iTunes and wherever else you're listening to the podcast. Have a great weekend, of betting and thanks to Paul for his contributions this week and we'll catch up with you again next week, Paul.
1: Yep, good luck to everyone with the tips this weekend. Stay out of the rain and get ITV racing on a tailing.
0: Totally. Thanks, Paul.